0: All fuckboys hate astrology.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. We got Taylor. Hello. (laughs) We got Ashley. Hello. So excited. Some of you probably remember Taylor from the last podcast. This is Ash's debut. On the pod, she'll be back. We have some cool episode ideas. But yay, yeah, I'm excited for you, both, or everybody, to meet them and talk about astrology today. But first, let's do the weekly segment. Oh, this is Red, also. Rad? Red? Red. Oh. oh yes.
2: Red. It's like, what? Bradley. She's
1: like, we need to change the name. No, Red's not a fuckboy. Oh, my thank God. Thank God. Red's a good guy. <laughs> He was raised right. <laughs> <Ryan. laughs> Anyways. Okay. Let's do our weekly segment. How are you feeling right this
2: instant? I'm feeling calm. <laughs> oh, I yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. I'm feeling like some combination of tired, but also happy because I'm hanging out with y'all.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> I feel like great people like give you energy oh, rather sure. than drain it, yeah. even if you're tired. So 100%. I love that. Okay. Why are you feeling calm?
2: I think it's tiredness, but it's sort of like, it's, it's, uh, you know, manifested into a nice calm energy. Yeah. A little tired, but happy to be here with my friends. So yeah, I'm just feeling pretty content. Yay! I
1: love that. Okay. Self-love rating one to 10 and why?
2: Who wants to go first? You want to go first? I going to go first. (laughs) I think that I'm feeling like a solid nine right yeah, now. we love that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just got back from a really fun road trip. It's my birthday weekend, so I've got some fun things coming up. I am a little tired, so I'm going to knock off a point for that. But, you know, feeling really good otherwise. We <laughs> yeah, we can't
1: always be 100% all the time.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: I would say I'm probably at about like a seven.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I did like a really aggressive amount of deadlifts on Monday. <laughs> Wait. <and laughs> Crunch Fitness. Oh. Stuff.
1: I didn't know you go there. Yeah. I thought you'd just go to core power. <laughs>
2: Traitor. <laughs> oh my
1: God. We don't have heavy enough weights for
0: me. Yeah. I'm like okay. squatting 150 easy.
2: Like, you're right folks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my whole back line of my body is still sore, and I'm tired, So, but I'm also happy,
1: so I feel like that puts me at a seven. Yeah, yeah, like a good middle up there. Yeah.
2: Love Solidly it. Solidly middle up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can ask for, honestly.
1: Yeah, and you made the time to come out here, both of you, when you're tired, so we appreciate mm-hmm. that. What's something that you're working on? Hmm. Hmm, all these questions
0: are so good, thought provoking. I am working on my constant struggle in life is like not taking things personally.
1: Ooh, like from personal people or like work or.
0: So, the funny thing about me, which we'll talk about in a second, why I'm like this and how it pertains to my chart. I don't give a flying fuck about anything in my personal life.
1: That's why? Okay. Okay. <laughs> i like, so, bye. I feel like in general, you know, so I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's surprising. You know,
0: like any kind of work thing is uh, really like hard for me. Interesting. I have a lot of second house placements and a lot of just work things in general. Yep. But yeah, anything work related is really hard for me. And uh, somebody left my class early, and there's a backstory there, but I was just like, she hates me. She hates my class.
1: I'm a failure. Aww. Oh my God. Like losing
0: sleep over that kind of shit yeah. when it probably meant nothing. Totally. And yeah, I just need to not take things personally.
1: Yeah, but Mm -hmm. there was a backstory with that one specifically, like that person specifically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she had like
0: a bad, a bad experience at another studio, and I was chatting with her, and she
1: left my class early,
0: and I was like...
1: you hate me too no. <laughs> yeah honestly I feel like with those situations like you really never know like I appreciate when people are like oh I need to leave early because I have this I thing I love that but some people like don't say that yeah. and then I'm like it could be me it could very well not be and then it's like it really yeah you just you're
0: more of the yeah. story, folks. If you're in a yoga class and you have to leave early, please tell your teacher you have to leave early so they don't think that you hate them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have this you.
2: like, Thanks. <laughs> From your resident yoga yeah. teachers. PSA. <laughs> PSA also, don't you dare leave before Shavatsana. Yeah. <laughs> During Shavasana. During Shavasana. leave <laughs> before.
1: Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, we get it sometimes. Just you stay know? for the whole class. Not every time, maybe not every time. Or just choose a different class. Yeah. yeah. No. So again,
2: This is turning into yoga teacher tea. (laughs) That's that's enough. one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Well, I guess, okay, I'm working on, I've been on a journey of just really realizing my ADHD recently and just like, I mean, I'm I'm undiagnosed, but I'm I'm self-diagnosed and I just am so darn forgetful and I feel like. I'll you know think about something that I need to do, whether it be like a task or even just like texting someone or doing you know laundry and it will just constantly fall to the side and it just keeps happening and I'll set myself reminders and then I have this thing where I'll see a bunch of reminders on my phone from right. like a long time ago and I just still never do anything about them. So I'm trying now to, when something comes up to mind, just like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do it now. Yeah. I don't want to, but I'm going to try. And yeah. I'm not great at it, but I'm really trying to like, you know, sort of get a handle on that. And just like, when something pops into my mind that I need, know I need to do, just do it.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. Just do it right now. Totally. Especially if it was like... Really,
2: like, a quick task. Yeah. Like, take, like, less than Sometimes it really yeah. is, like, super small tasks. Like, yeah. just a text or something. And then I'm like, oh, God, I have this person that I need to text that's been days. And then yeah. it's, like, awkward because it's been a week. And it was, like, a simple question.
1: I know. It's like a spiral. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel that. I mm-hmm. feel that. And I feel like everyone handles that so differently like it's you figuring out what works best for you Mm -hmm. because like reminders are so helpful for me but I remember I had a friend that like not and for you
2: it's like not at (laughs) all it's like like kind of helpful
1: it's (laughs) just like a reminder but it's like annoying do you struggle with like the overwhelm
2: yes is it like okay I I need
0: to fold this laundry or send this text but I feel really fucking overwhelmed Mm -hmm. is that your deal
2: definitely because that is
0: also my deal and Mm -hmm. I feel like I we need to go on this journey together because (laughs) I feel like like I'm in a very similar boat but I also don't love the idea of being on medication yeah, for
1: ADHD
2: for sure. so I struggle. Right. I don't think that I want that either. I just it's been helpful to sort of understand that right. oh that's what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm not just losing my mind. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get overwhelmed when I have a bunch of things to do too.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like I don't want to do any of it. Like yeah. exactly. there's so much. Yeah. I get overwhelmed and I'm like I I just freeze. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. Okay, what's
2: something that you're loving currently? I am loving, I just went on this camping trip and we spent a lot of time in rivers and lakes and I just feel like I am loving nature so much right now and especially fresh water. Just like swimming in the river and in the lake, just so revitalizing, rejuvenating. So I'm feeling like a fresh new woman.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Your pictures were so pretty. Thank and you. it inspired me to be a nature girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to do that.
2: We can do that. I would love to. Was, <laughs> it, was it
1: cold? Okay, the water, I'm sure, was cold. But, like, was the weather cold? So you just it up. It was pretty it warm. Yeah, okay, was
2: okay, pretty okay. warm okay. But the water was cold.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. I can handle that. We should yeah. plan a Russian river trip. Yes, Ooh. this is the perfect time. Yes. We have so many ideas. I know I know. So many things
0: to do. We can film live from the Russian River. Yes. Ooh. I
1: love that. In a float. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. In the Wild. In the wild. <laughs> <laughs> we could do we can do that. How Not to Date a Boy episode.
2: <laughs> in the Wild. <laughs> in the
1: Wild. How not to date a fuckboy in the wild. Okay.
0: What about you, Ash? I am loving the sun. Um, Ooh, the best. sun gives me so much life. And San Francisco is foggy and cold during the summer usually. And I live in a foggy, cold neighborhood. And it has just been so delightful to have the sun. But I'm low-key also like, do I want to move to the east side of the city? Because it is sunnier there. But then I love being by the water and being able to walk to like the beach and the park and the Presidio. So it's a struggle.
1: Yeah, there's so many pros and cons, I feel like. (laughs) It's true. Well, each neighborhood, like, has its own thing yeah that like is cool and what it's known for that's
2: why i love it here
1: yeah i really and it's not too far too that's a nice part like far from what
2: like
1: like far from each other
2: oh from you to each other
1: (laughs) just like different cities or neighborhoods neighborhoods, in the city they're pretty central they're not really far Or just like even going from like the richmond to mission bay like it's not terrible it's not that far like it's far in the city like relative to everything else but like in general it's like what a 20- Drop, minute drive yeah 15-20 minutes yeah, but yeah. the city's
2: pretty compact overall yeah
1: yeah that's what I mean. yeah San <laughs> <In> Francisco <Amazing. laughs> okay let's get into the episode topic Talking about the stars, we just want to say that, well, I'm definitely not an expert. That's why I brought these girlies on, but they're also not experts.
2: No, sadly, we cannot claim the title of experts. We are simply enthusiasts. Correct, yeah. I like that. Self-taught.
1: I love that. Okay, well, first, I want, like, a question is like, if you don't know a lot about astrology, like me, and you're self-taught, like, where do you go? Like, what are some good reliable places to go or where did you both learn about astrology
0: my absolute favorite astrologer lives in oakland her name is jessica Lignado. Um, she is so wonderful and so amazing and she has a podcast called am i allowed to promote other podcasts yeah. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's called ghost of a podcast and it's fabulous. She, each week, goes over the astrology of the week and her interpretations of it and also will host episodes where she gives personal readings. And I feel like listening to other people's readings, really great way to, like, understand your own chart if you have similar placements. There's another astrologer named Channy Nicholas, and she's based in L.A., and she's amazing. She has an app called Channy. And I think everybody should delete CoStar and oh. download the Channy app <laughs> and also get the paid version of the app because it's like $11 a month and it's amazing. You've got meditations, you've got altar suggestions. It's a full lifestyle, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Highly recommend. Nice. Okay, a popular opinion about CoStar. Honestly, I, I don't, like, like, don't like CoStar. Okay, I don't love CoStar, CoStar
0: readings. I'm a very like, esoteric person, but I'm like, what in the flying fuck are you talking about?
1: (laughs) I just don't like how sometimes it can be really negative. Like, I think astrology and, like, sidekicks shouldn't really like put negative energy out there like maybe they can like direct and stuff but like I don't think you should be like worried about your day. No. Yeah
2: sometimes it says like stay inside today or yeah. like to, you know, don't... avoid these things. And I'm it's like,
1: like wow. I'm not trying to walk on eggshells like this yeah. is supposed to help me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Well I feel like I learned honestly just with like the internet the like general internet just sort yeah. of Googling, researching, I can't even say for certain that my sources are like super, super legit, but I feel like the way that I learned about astrology is just by picking up on patterns Mm -hmm. across like lots of different sites and articles and things and just noticing those patterns. And especially when I started noticing them in like myself or other people, that's when it started to click and make sense. So I feel like there's almost an element of it that you kind of just naturally learn over time. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. I, feel.
1: I like both of them. Like, you can either learn from somebody and, like, get really specific with someone that you resonate or figure out the patterns that mm-hmm. you're reading on a lot of different sites. Okay, first. well, I guess that was the first thing. <laughs> Let's go into your backstory of how you got into astrology.
2: Hmm. And
1: like when, where were you, like how did this come about, you know, were you into it at the beginning, like super into it, all the things. I
0: feel like I have always been interested in astrology. I can't remember a specific moment, but like since I was a kid, like I remember being six or seven years old reading the horoscopes in like the newspaper and just being like, this is like so accurate but I had like a lot a lot of childhood trauma and I feel like I was always searching for tools of self-inquiry and anything that helps me build more awareness about myself I love it like Anything, astrology, enneagram, human design—give me all of
1: it. I I'm it. the same. Personality right. test, Myers Briggs.
2: Yes. yes, we love it. I know, I know, we, all, know. we all do. Love, we love it. Personality like, love personality
0: theory. It.
1: <laughs> about yourself and not to be like okay this is me so I'm this way and that's fine but it's like okay this is something about myself now I'm aware of it now I can work on ways to like grow from it or feel better
0: exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's like the weather report it's like
1: what's going on in my life (laughs) I love that (laughs) amazing
2: Well, okay, I have not always been into astrology. I feel like I came to it a little bit later in life, but I have always been in personal into personality theory, like you were talking about. So it's like, I grew up very comfortable with like Myers-Briggs and colors and things like that because my mom worked in that sort of field. So I've always been interested in personality theory and like the idea of understanding yourself better through these tools. But astrology felt kind of like a little more, I don't know, like woo-woo or Mm -hmm. sort of just like a silly thing that you'd get in, you'd read in the magazine, like the horoscopes. But then I guess it was maybe like five years ago or so. I, I don't even remember what the exact impetus was to like start learning about it, but I just kind of dove a little bit more into it was just like I'm gonna learn about this and I think what really got me on board was when I learned about moon signs and rising Mm -hmm, signs in addition to your sun sign Mm -hmm. and I learned more about all those different aspects of yourself and it caused me to be like oh my god I actually resonate with this a lot more than I thought that I did Mm -hmm. initially and then I just went down this deep hole of like ooh, asking all my friends, all my family, yeah. like, tell me your birthday, like, let me fi- figure this out. And then I just, it was like, you know, the scene in the movie with the like pins yeah. and just like, like, <laughs> like, okay, you, like, okay, it makes sense. Like, here we go. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So oh, then I actually remember distinctly, I was babysitting at the time and I was sitting on the couch at this house, these two little girls were asleep, and I was just on my laptop like researching and just being like it makes so much sense and then I was on board ever since yeah (laughs) no I feel like
1: so many people are like not on board because they don't know a lot about it and they just know like their sun sign and like some stuff and then they're like that pertains to everybody but then they like learn
2: more about it
1: and the specifics and they're like wait
2: or yeah, or people, ha- you know, know their sun sign and they maybe don't resonate with it yeah. a ton. And they're yeah. like, you know, I don't actually feel like that, so I don't really believe in all this. Which is fair. Which is fair. I and mean, people don't have to believe in That's it. That's true, <laughs> yeah. Funny. But
1: then it is also more complex. Like, we're not yeah. just the sun sign, mm-hmm. which makes sense.
0: But I get really mad when people call it a pseudoscience because it's ancient. Mm. And we're not trying to say that it's... Science necessarily, but I feel like it is a self-inquiry modality that is completely
2: valid. Yeah, I just feel like it's one of those things where if people want to, you know, if you want to poke holes in things and you want to critique it and you want to find problems with it, you're going to. Yeah. But it's also, on the other hand, you can find truth and meaning where... It you know makes sense as well, and so it is this thing that's a little bit more ambigu- amb- ambiguous, ambiguous, <laughs> and yeah, it's if people want to be haters about it, they'll find a way to be haters about astrology. All
0: fuckboys boys hate astrology. <laughs> it's true. They're all like, oh, you're into astrology. Yeah. They're like, let it get away, because we know they're
1: gonna, we're gonna find out about
0: that. That was part of my breakup story with Jeff. When, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, when I broke up with my partner of, uh, we had been together like over five years at that point and we had this kind of like dramatic falling out one night and he just like went off on this character assassination and like listed a bunch of things about me and one of them was... You're like interested in astrology, and I was like, I'm done. This is so petty. I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Yeah. And then that's time I moved back to San Francisco. Oh, no,
2: but you're together. And, We're together. Together. and then he followed me out here. No, oh, around. That's sweet. It's yeah, it's a it's love okay,
1: story, yeah. and now they're together still. So, yeah, and guys are great. I said myself, I and met him. Oh my god, really? Yeah. How has everyone else met him?
2: I don't I know. Was briefly at the studio once. Yeah. Um, oh, he
1: comes around? To... He comes around? Wait. <laughs> wait, yeah. on the studio.
2: <laughs> Street. At... I don't know. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's my studio. Well, <laughs> it, used
2: be, it used to be ours. End of an studio, oh. <laughs> <Our> <laughs> studio <laughs> honestly. Oh, my God. I'm still around. But still. you're on to better things. Yeah. She's on
0: to better things.
1: <laughs> We're working on it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um... Okay, got it. So, red flag. Red flag. If your partner is not open.
2: at if least If you're like a day. downright hater, yeah. like,
1: maybe, you know,
2: think about it a little bit. Yeah. Stop being such a grouch. Yeah. yeah. It's fun.
1: It is fun. <laughs> I feel like it's just fun. fun. Yeah, even if it were like, let's say, not scientific, like, it's still fun. Okay, no, not that I'm saying that it's not. Anyways. Okay, let's go into astrology basics. Sun, moon, and rising. Or do you think that's more basic or a chart? What do you want to talk about first? We'll do
0: sun, moon, rising. I yeah, think that's the most
1: basic. Mm-hmm. Okay. don't want to take the lead?
2: I can take this one. Yeah. Okay. So like I was talking about a little bit earlier, I feel like when I learned about the big three, sun, moon, and rising, that's when things like changed for me. Yeah. And essentially the idea, for those of you who do not already know, is that your sun sign is um, the one that you're probably already familiar with, that you already know, it's your birthday, and that sort of encompasses your like core. Sort of who you are on a deep level, kind of like the true you. But there's more elements to a person, and your moon sign is a different sign that encompasses how you process emotions and sort of like your inner life, intuition, things like that. And then your rising sign is typically what we project. It can be interpreted as like first impressions, it can be interpreted as like a little bit of a social mask, which can be negative, it doesn't have to be negative, and yeah, so they these all interact with our personality in different ways, and sometimes people don't really resonate with their sun sign. Maybe their moon sign is more present, or their rising sign is sort of what people think of them a little bit more as. I actually feel like I learned at one point that kids, children, have a tendency to or like we as people grow into our sun sign more. Mm. So when you're younger, mm. potentially uh, someone could display their rising sign a little bit more because we're less comfortable in our true selves. It's a little mm. bit more of like, we fit. We want to fit in mm. and kids want to like, you know, put on a good fl- face and you know, impress each other. So anyways, your sun sign, you can grow into it or like maybe someone's more comfortable with their emotional life. And mm-hmm. so their moon sign is more displayed. Anyways, it all works together. Yeah. And you can have, like, one sign for multiple. You can have one sign for all three of them. Everybody's different. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, cool. Do you have anything to add? No, you covered it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> my expert. <laughs> oh, you're my expert. <laughs> <laughs> we should share ours. Yeah, <laughs> we should.
1: Let's do it. What? Who wants to go first? You, you should go. You go. Okay. You're the host. <laughs> okay, I'll go. So my sun sign is Sagittarius and then my moon is libra and my rising is aries Mm -hmm. and i do resonate with all of them especially the libra Mm -hmm. i feel like and then i also think like the north node is kind of important too i i like learning about the north node which we can talk about but my north node is also libra which i think is one of the reasons why i feel like it to or like try to resonate mm. with it when i resonate with it i feel like i'm on the right path <laughs> <laughs> the
2: yeah mm. nice okay
1: what about you both?
2: both i am a leo sun cancer moon and sagittarius rising yes. so got that double fire with some water uh, I really resonate with all of them. Yeah. Uh, I, again, going back to the story that I keep telling about not really resonating with my sun sign. When I was younger, I felt like a shy kid. I felt like a shy person and that doesn't really, it's, that's not really like a, tr- a classic Leo trait. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like I've grown more into my Leoness as I've gotten older and my moon sign, Cancer, is just the super emotional, watery, feelsy type of person. And that is just, that has always been me. So I meet people and sometimes they say, you're a water sign, aren't you? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm also a fire sign. But that's, it's like the yes. duality of the fire and the water. That's me. Totally.
1: And then I do see the Sagittarius rising because yeah. it's like... For example, before I worked with you I'd just go on your Instagram, like, I would just say that you would, like, always be at different concerts yeah. and, like, shows and stuff like that, yeah. you know? And I feel like that's very, like, sad vibes. Like, you're yeah. always, like, doing something out and about, mm-hmm. very, like, exploratory. Yeah.
2: For sure. Always. Yeah. Always adventuring. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's me in the sunset, but not as, like, not as... I guess, like, out there. Like, I feel like I adventure, like, in my own way and, like, internally. Like, I'll do different activities, like, by myself. And, like, I always want to, like, change my routine and I don't like having the same day and stuff like that.
2: I feel like your Sagittarius, from what I've seen, really shows itself in that you love learning so much, too. It's, like, the sort of internal part Mm -hmm. of it and, like, curiosity and learning and exploring in that sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about, like, my Aries Rising?
2: Y'all see that, yeah. Well, so I guess you have double fire and air, yeah. You said Libra, so I think of Aries as kind of like um, like leaders yeah. and uh, charismatic and fiery in that sense, too. And I think that you come off as very charming mm-hmm. and very like, lively, mm-hmm. so yeah, I see that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally. I always think about like the negative aspects
0: of Aries because I don't typically get along with Aries at first. I've had a lot of Aries friends in my life where I meet them and I'm like, I want nothing to do with them. (laughs) And then once I dig a little bit deeper, I'm like, okay. And I was only thinking about like the negative aspects of Aries, which I don't see any of from you. But yeah, for sure. Like the charisma, the leadership can see that Aries can
2: also be kind of childlike Mm -hmm. and I think that you have like a youthful spirit that's true
1: that's true okay cute (laughs) okay Ash what are your big three I am a Libra
0: Sun Capricorn Moon Virgo Rising and I definitely resonate with all of those and it wasn't until I learned about my moon sign and my rising sign that it made sense to me how other people perceive me because Mm -hmm. I feel like I am one of those people who people are like, she's got everything together, (laughs) but then internally I just feel very like, Scattered and flighty and airy a lot of the time.
1: Got it. Yeah. because okay, I remember Capricorn, but I thought that was your sun.
0: Oh no, Capricorn Ooh.
1: moon. Got it. Wait, moon. what's your rising again?
2: Virgo. Virgo. So, Virgo. so double okay. Earth and air. And air. Right. We are just opposite in that because yeah. I have double fire and water, yeah. and you have double Earth and air. Yeah. So we're like, we make the avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
1: wow, okay, I do see that, because Virgos are very organized, mm-hmm. and, like, that makes sense. And then Capricorns, I just know, like, they work really hard. Yeah,
2: proper. Capricorns are, like, goal and career-driven. Yes,
1: just, which we see have that. Have a lot of drive. Like, yeah. Ambitious, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh, but Libra Sun. Libra know. Sun,
0: that is, I think, very much, to Taylor's point earlier, like, your Sun is your true internal like, high estate, and I feel like that is definitely Libra for me. And my son is in my second house, which is very much about, like, career path, your finances, and I think that being in a career where I feel, like, balanced and fulfilled is very important for me, so
1: it all makes sense. If you dig into it,
0: it all makes so much sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. Love. Okay, the main characteristics of Libras are like balanced,
0: diplomatic.
1: They love the aesthetic. I really really resonate with that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what about the chart? Let's talk about chart basics. I'll like throw on like a little visual in the.
2: Oh, (laughs) I love that. There's
1: a little (laughs) plop. What are some chart basics that are important to know?
2: like you should take this one (laughs)
0: well there's just so much going on in your astrological chart you have all of everybody has all of the planets in their chart even if you don't have one of those planets in every sign and then within that you also have houses which kind of represent different aspects of the your life so i need to look up the Look up all the houses because I can never remember all of them. So, I'm referencing my notes because, again, we are not experts. We are, we are enthusiasts. <laughs> it's okay to lift
1: things up. Yeah. It's
0: okay to use the internet. <laughs> yeah. yes. To use
1: your resources. Exactly.
0: Okay. First house is uh, yourself. Your body, the way that you look and appear to other people, your overall identity and approach to life. Second house is money, work, your routines as well, like daily routines, which can also be sixth house a little bit. Habits, your job, your work ethic. I have like all my shit in the second house, which explains (laughs) a lot about me. (laughs) makes
1: So much sense.
0: Uh, Third house is... Communication, siblings, um, like social groups, as well as early education. Fourth house is your home, your family, emotions. This is like a side plug for Channing Nicholas again. Okay. <laughs> but she has an amazing book called You Were Born For This. And you absolutely have to read this book because... There's so much in my chart that I didn't really understand or resonate with until I read this book, and I'm like, oh, actually, there's, like, a lot of things from my childhood that are in my astrological chart
1: that really make sense now, so. well, like, things that have happened. Exactly, yeah. Like, it was almost like that was supposed to happen in this life for you to, like, work through that. Or yeah. Like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. It all makes sense. I'm just going to keep saying it because it's true. Your fifth house is uh, your love life. Yeah, basically your love life, romantic partnerships. Sixth house is your daily routines, your connection to like health, wellness, fitness, moving your body, nature, pets, work habits, daily routines. I also have a lot of sixth house placements, which also explains (laughs) a lot. Uh, Seventh house is relationships, but more like long-term relationships, marriage, those types of relationships, also like long-term business partners, and uh, any kind of long-term interpersonal relationship. Our eighth house, that's all about intimacy. There's also a lot of uh, loan debt association with the eighth house, which... Yeah, so money things, there's houses for that. Ninth house is travel, an interest in philosophy, any sort of uh, like self-inquiry can be in the ninth house, education, your ethics. Tenth house is more so long-term career, like your vocation, the way that you appear to the public world in a career setting. So your second house might be more about work and money. And then your 10th house is about the way that you're seen on the world stage, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Not that we're all on the world stage. (laughs) Uh, 11th house is friends, social interactions, also technology. There were some interesting things going on with ai and like astrology surrounding that recently Um, and then 12th house this is endings closures like the darker side of things a lot of times um, your shadow side trauma can show up in the 12th house so not everybody will have planets in each house but you will have all of the houses in your chart regardless of whether or not you have personal planets
1: there So if, like, you don't have a planet in that specific house, that house is probably just not as big of, or it's not as prominent in your life?
0: Exactly, yeah. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay, so then, like, what happens if a certain planet is in a certain house? Like, what does the planet mean? I don't know. Like, I wanted to look at my chart because I'm like, what does this even, like, look like? Yeah.
0: Um, another, I I can mine too. another plug for yeah, Jenny
1: it's Nicholas. I mean,
2: it's, it's over there. Oh, we have to, it, we uh, have to I get have our charts.
1: It. Let's see. I didn't know
2: about the house stuff.
1: I know. Like, I, I know that there is how, there are houses. I just don't know a lot about it. But this is so cool.
0: It's like a whole other layer that yeah. I find very interesting. Postar star says to me, "Be honest with your friends today. You are all my friends."
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Okay, so I've got Virgo rising. Your rising is your first house. Sun in Libra in the second house. Moon in Capricorn in the fifth house. Mercury in Libra in the second house. Wait, but
1: are you looking at like the circular chart? Or? Oh no!
0: I don't. Oh,
1: what like what about this? Is that? or not really that does not that show you the, the house okay, okay okay okay, okay. let's go into like one for example like your which which you said virgo was in your first house but virgo's not a planet oh uh, well we have so we have
0: the circular chart if you wanted yeah if you right, wanted the circular, circular chart okay
1: let's i just For example, want to do like one planet in one house to see what that means. Sorry, the signs live in
0: the houses. So like, for example, you could have your moon in a specific sign in a specific house.
1: Okay. Um, Your sign in a specific...
2: It's like there's the sign and then there's the planet and those are two different ones. Yeah. Like, you can have, they can correlate, but you can have, like, your Venus, uh, your Venus planet can be Cancer, or it can be Leo, or it can be, you know, Libra.
1: Oh, a planet can also be a sign?
2: Yeah, so all of <laughs> your... It's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> wow! So all
0: of the planets are correlated with a sign based on what time you were born and then all of the planets that are correlated with the sign live in a house,
2: house. so you can think about it like your sun sign and your moon sign like okay. those are like planets you know They're I not see. Planets, but yeah
1: i see and okay because then that's yeah. associated with a if, if the moon is, like, technically a planet, it's connected to a sign. Exactly. Yeah. In a house. Oh! Yeah. Interesting. Okay, hey yeah, like Venus is kind of, like, the only planet that I know at the top of my head. It's, like, the one about love. Uh, so, that's mm-hmm. connected to your sign. Mine's Scorpio, I think. Ooh. That kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: love that for me when I found out. But... <laughs>
2: that's so funny.
1: But then, that is probably in a certain house, which...
2: Let's see. Yeah, so it's like your your Venus planet will be, you know, you'll have a sign, your Scorpio in Venus in a certain house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious All to know what house factors. it's
1: in, because that, like, I don't know what that means. That's interesting. Okay, can we, do you know what this, what... Scorpio in Venus would mean. I feel, like? I feel
2: like I think about Scorpio as emotional and passionate and artistic and potentially like a little jealous and <laughs> sort of <laughs> like, I don't know, I think about yeah. vindictive, like, uh-huh. sort of like they'll get you and they'll <laughs> hold on to things. And they, they, but they're very sensitive. They feel very deeply And I don't know, you just don't want to cross a Scorpio. But if it's, you know, if that's how it shows up in your love life, and I think that that means that you, you know, love very passionately and you feel things very deeply and maybe there's a little bit of mistrust there, potentially. Trust issues. Yeah, we're working on it in therapy. (laughs) And the vindictive part. And the jealous part. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: so yes, your, the planet represents, wait, I'm so sorry. You were just talking about your Venus. Venus in Scorpio. Venus in
2: Scorpio. Oh, yes, here it is. In which house? It is in Venus, Venus is in the seventh, seventh house. house. Okay, so what's the seventh house? The again?
0: seventh house is. Doo, 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 doo. passionate. <laughs> seventh house is your relationships!
1: Okay, I guess that makes sense. It like, does, that makes love. sense. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what's going my... Okay, gonna look at
2: mine. Mine yeah. is. Venus and Cancer, which also makes a ton of sense for me, in the eighth house. So
0: what's the eighth? What's the
2: eighth house? The
0: eighth house is uh, intimacy, mm. finances. I feel like that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Why does that
1: make sense? I'm like, not like a, that doesn't make sense, but like a curious space.
2: <laughs> well, so I'm kind of still learning about all the houses too, but yeah. it says intimacy, sex, shared finances, taxes, (laughs) property.
1: (laughs) I don't know. So like that resonates with your relationships or your love life? I guess maybe. Okay. Wait, what's your, what house is your Venus in? Mine
0: is Venus in Virgo. I always forget
2: the house.
1: Okay. And then why does it make sense that your Venus is in Cancer?
2: I feel like Venus and Cancer for me, so I have a lot of Cancer in my chart. I have Cancer as my moon, my Venus, and my Mercury, and um, Cancer, again, is very, very sensitive and very emotional, and they're kind of the the archetype of the mother, the moon sort of like feminine. And I just have, I'm like, so the mom friend, yeah. and just like always taking care of people and, like, you know, to a fault, like, yeah. too sensitive to, you know, I take on other people's problems, things like that. It's also stuff that I'm working on, but <laughs> I, it definitely shows up in a romantic way for me, too, okay. just of being, like, very sensitive and, like, sometimes too. Um, tuned into other people's emotions, but I think it's a great strength too because I think I'm very caring and compassionate and empathetic. For so, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, cool. Okay.
0: I have Venus and Virgo in the first house. The first house placement is interesting to me. It's one that I. Don't necessarily resonate with as much because I am not attached to relationships. I've never been attached to romantic relationships. I'm just like, okay, if this is not serving me anymore, goodbye. I'm like, yeah. not attached not crying over boys over here That's so not 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 the vibe so yeah that one is like interesting for me I feel like if I dig into it a little bit more I could probably find more aspects that I connect with but yeah that one I'm a little bit like it's a mystery to me still
1: what's the first house again
0: first house is yourself your appearances your body like what's very apparent hmm and, and thinking about venus in the first okay. house in my brain would be like this person cares a lot about romantic relationships
1: but i feel like the first house it seems like more so like self so that makes sense that you're not as like attached to other relationships cuz like mm. you're independent and like I mean,
2: it's like self yeah. yeah. that's, that's <laughs> okay. it. love yeah I, that
1: makes sense Mars you should be my astrologer yeah. oh I great. love it um, but Venus great. is also
0: like the arts and beauty yeah. and that's very yeah. Libra mm-hmm. and that's also I'm very into all of the arts visual arts music all of the things so mm-hmm. that I guess makes sense I just need to separate like the romantic relationships yeah. piece yeah. from yeah. it I
1: guess yeah we should go to stuff. I know you're like yeah. Art Art stuff. stuff. Art stuff. <laughs> I love Art I need more artsy friends <laughs> Okay, let's go over the north. And is there anything else you want to talk about for the chart or bring up?
2: Um, I mean, should we talk about like the other ones, like Jupiter, Mercury, yeah. or is that like? Do t- you know. I-, I-, I mean, I don't know. Like, a t- I know that
1: we can go over like the basics. The b- yeah. Yeah, because that- I think that is also very interesting. Yeah.
2: Okay, cool. Well, I I only know a few of them, but well, let's just
1: go over like the ones the- that you do know, because people okay. can like look into it.
2: Yeah. So as far as the other planets, we've also got Jupiter, which is typically thought of as the one that is like rules your communication,
1: I think, Mm -hmm. and like
2: interactions with other people.
1: Doesn't that one mean luck too?
2: Maybe. Uh Yeah. Mm. (laughs) And then Mars is um, how people express like aggression and conflict and drive in that sense. I think that Mercury is also about communication. Mercury is communication, how you think and process information, learning, diplomacy, things like that. Yeah, Mars is more of aggression, um, asserting yourself, taking action, things like that. Okay, Jupiter, here we go. We've got idealism, optimism, expansion, philosophy. So I guess it's a little bit more of like a a mental space rather than Mm -hmm. communication. (laughs) See. <laughs> then we have Saturn, which is responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears. I feel like as you get lower down, like Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, I believe that we all kind of have the same ones. Is that true? Or there's like, there's a couple that change every however many years, right? Yes.
0: I can't remember how often they change, but the like outer planets are more mm-hmm. generational. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah.
2: So, oh yeah. So Uranus and Capricorn stays in each sign for seven years. Mm. So it rules a generation more than a person. So we have the same Uranus and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's
1: talk about that.
2: So uh, Uranus is, um, innovation, rebellion, and progress. That's actually really interesting because I feel like that says that as a generation, we are focused on progress and innovation mm. in in a Capricorn sense, which I guess Ooh. is very like driven, right? Yes. And focused on like goals and people people these days are like really going for it.
1: That's so <laughs> yeah. true. Like I feel like Gen Z especially, yeah. like we're very like like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and Saturn
0: and Aquarius too, I feel like is Yeah, let's talk about that. An interesting one. I like thinking about the more generational planets because it's cool to think about like, oh, my friends and I are, who are around the same age, are all going through Saturn return at the same mm. time and like going through similar challenging life things to work through together.
1: So Is that what
2: we're going through right now? Saturn and Aquarius? Mine says Saturn and Pisces. Oh! Maybe Saturn is one that is not so generational. But I don't know. I have to look that up. I felt yeah. like it was, but maybe not. I think maybe it's Uranus and Neptune and Pluto. Pluto for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I here in the notes I have Uranus <laughs> stays in each sign for seven years. Neptune stays in each sign for around 14 years. And Pluto stays in each sign for up to 30 years.
1: Whoa. So
2: I, I think it's those three.
0: Saturn takes between 20 and 30 years to move across the entire
2: zodiac. What the heck? Well, why am I Pisces? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Confused. That's interesting. Anybody has any information?
0: The outer planets are interesting because yeah. they don't
1: change that often. Yeah.
0: I definitely want to learn more about them. That's
1: cool that we all go through it together, though. <laughs> some. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about the North Node a little. I wrote down what it is in case both of you didn't want, like...
0: I feel like you should talk about it since it's something you're really interested in. Okay. The nodes you should cover.
1: True. Okay, so the North Node, it says it symbolizes where you're going in this life. It shows the energy, passions, talents, and growth needed in order to fulfill your soul's mission and reach your fullest potential. So, it talks about how, like, the North Node is the opposite as the South Node And, like, the north node is kind of, like, the sign that you want to, like, gravitate Mm. towards or, like, resonate with to reach your full potential, like, in this specific life. Mm. And that's why, like, I think, that's why I said I, when I feel like a Libra, like, I feel like I'm on the right path. (laughs) But I'm curious to know what both of yours is. My
0: north node is... My North Node is in Sagittarius, and it is in the fourth house. And I feel like I... Can the North Node also be about, like, what you need to heal?
1: I think so. I, I think that makes sense. I, feel like, I don't feel like, no. But what's the fourth house? Fourth house
0: is, like, your foundations. Like, your family, your uh, parents, that kind of stuff. Okay. So, I feel like that is something that I need to like focus on in this lifetime because I definitely have never been a person who wants a family, but I guess it also can represent your internal home and focusing on like yeah. self-care and healing your internal landscape Yeah, that focus makes on sense your internal
1: landscape. For Sagittarius, cause you're like exploring that and like, the idea of like a home and stuff like that and that could mean healing yeah you know to like create that i'm gonna read this whole thing oh, yeah, and see what it says <laughs> <Will Taylor laughs> i just
2: can't find mine Ugh. no Oh, like, they're trying to make me pay yeah, no. uh, go on no. like Will not i think do. you're on like, like astrology. astrology yeah mm.
1: The sixth house makes sense for me like with work habits, I feel like well, similar to you, Ash, I really want to like do something that fulfills me and that like I'm passionate about. Yeah. And like I think right now handling like the full-time job and like the podcast yeah. week, I really need to get like a good routine and like have good habits so that I can like do both. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it.
1: What about South Node? Oh yeah. It says the South Node represents our overdeveloped character traits. We are talented here, but if we overdo this area of life or hold on to these traits to feel secure, we may stagnate. The North Node points to the qualities that we need to work on and develop to achieve inner balance and fulfillment. Okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of like you're very grounded in the South Node, and so like you don't really need to work on that stuff. Like That's why in this lifetime you want to work towards the character traits of your North Node sign.
2: You want to work towards the character traits of your north node. Yeah. Okay, I have Scorpio as my north node. Oh! That's interesting. I don't have a lot of Scorpio in my chart.
1: Scorpio in what house?
2: house?
1: What's your south node? My south node
0: is in Gemini in the tenth house. And this interpretation, I die because it's so accurate. Maybe you dumped pressure on yourself to perform early on and now you're exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I definitely need to be cognizant of, was, like, not pushing myself to the point of burnout and then pushing beyond that and, like,
2: to the point of no return.
1: Yes. Because that is my nature. That
2: is very... Oh, okay, mine is... True North Node in Scorpio. Yeah. In, the in the 11th house. 11th house. What oh, does that mean?
0: 11th house is all about your friends. Oh, I love my friends. Yeah.
1: Aww. Yeah.
0: I do. <laughs> but I think this might be <laughs> being cognizant of not like giving too much Ooh, to your friends to the point where you like burn yourself out on those relationships. Wow, wow. That's some
2: tea. <laughs> but that kind
1: of goes with like your cancer. Yeah.
2: Right? And, and Scorpio is. I mean, they're both water signs, but Scorpio is, like, more intense, I would say. Mm. So maybe that Mm. just means that I feel, like, really passionately about my friends and socialization. Which I see for you. Yeah, Yeah. I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty me.
1: Amazing. Okay, I love that. Okay. Do you believe in astrology compatibility when it comes to, like, romantic relationships?
2: I feel like it can be something that is helpful to understand, but I don't really think that we should be writing each other off Mm -hmm. based on learning someone's chart, um, because I feel like there's a little bit of a tendency in culture nowadays to be like, oh, he's a Gemini? Like, no way. Like, can't do it. And it's like, you might be writing off someone who could be great. So yeah, I think that it is like, it can be fun and it's helpful, but you don't want to get too caught up in it you, we don't want to be judging people without knowing them and, and you know based on how they look how they you know it, it all sorts of things like that so i think that we should give people the benefit of the doubt but you know it can sometimes it's fun to learn someone's sign and be like oh okay i have a good feeling about okay. this <laughs> but i you know i i I can think that I don't really vibe too well with the Virgos, but you know what? You're a Virgo. <laughs> you vibe well. <laughs> so. Virgo vibes.
1: Virgo vibes. That's why you vibe. That's why
2: you vibe. I'm sorry. No shade to Virgos.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. Okay,
0: Ash. It's honestly not something that I've ever looked into. Like I don't have a scope of knowledge as to what signs are compatible with what other signs, but. If I am uh, dating somebody or if I am friends with somebody, I think it's interesting to look at their chart. But yeah, exactly like you said, like don't write people off because there are a lot of other aspects than just your sun sign. Everybody's astrology is really complex and just their sun sign or just their big three might not be a full indicator of uh, the person and how they're going to handle situations. But within that same vein, it is also helpful to understand, like, this is this person's communication style. This yeah. is how this person functions in relationships, etc. So I think that it's good information to have, but don't make your decisions
2: based on it.
1: I like that. Like it's a tool. You can use it as a tool yeah. to help, but not necessarily
2: like. Yeah, them. well, I feel like pe- certain people who have <laughs> tension with astrology and personality theory in general usually their response is something like, "I don't don't put me in a box. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be put in a box." I'm more than this. Like, you can't contain my personality, whatever. And I think that we do maybe put people in boxes when we write them off. When we say, like, oh, you are a Taurus, so I know that you're XYZ. Mm -hmm. Because we don't really know who they are. And we can maybe make some assumptions or, you know, estimated guesses. But at the end of the day, if you don't really know someone, you can't really make judgments about them. So we shouldn't be put people in boxes. And we don't have to. But... Yeah. It's a, again. It's just a tool.
1: Yeah. Okay. Kind of going off of that. Of like when people are, they have their hesitancies mm-hmm. about astrology. Like, what would you say to those people who are kind of hesitant or think that it's stupid or not real?
2: It's just like, geez, lighten up. <laughs> no, but like.
1: Like, why do you care like, so much?
2: No, I mean, but I, I do think I do think that I I, I understand the hesitancy to be, to want, you know, to be put in a box to I I get that. It's like, we shouldn't, it doesn't feel good to have someone make assumptions about you or judge past judgment. And so I think that people can think that astrology is kind of like that, but I would say that to a person who thinks that, that it's really just so much more than that. And it's also quite subjective in a way it's really like there are certain things that you can find meaning from and you don't have to resonate with every single thing that you ever read you know on these websites and things like that it's okay if it doesn't it's not a perfect description of who you are you're gonna be okay like it's not gonna hurt (laughs) it's just like you can choose to resonate with things that you do and let the rest just pass by
1: That's so true. Like, just because you read something doesn't mean that it's a fact about
2: you. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to get angry about it. (laughs) You don't agree. That's okay. That's
0: true. Yeah. I would say that you should look at your chart and see (laughs) what shows up for you. Because there's so much, truly, in astrology and all personality theory where you read it and you're like, wow, I feel so seen. And it's just a great tool for self-inquiry Um, And honestly, in my experience, a lot of the people who are very anti-astrology are people who are not super comfortable with themselves and their emotions Mm -hmm. and, like, their life in general. So, uh, I think that just get comfortable with yourself and learning more about yourself. It's cool to feel.
1: It's cool to feel. It's cool to
0: feel. (laughs) So... That's what I would say and also it's a really helpful way to understand how to approach different moments of your life because we have our own personal planets and our own personal chart but there are constant transits of the planets and of the nodes and things are changing so it's a good way to understand this is going to be a really great week to start a creative project. Or this is going to be a really great week for me to not overschedule myself so I have time to rest. Sort of understanding what the energy is going to be like so you can plan accordingly
1: and set yourself up for success. What would you say to the signs that have a bad breath? I feel like there are certain signs that (laughs) kind of like automatically, almost kind of like get put in a box. Yeah, exactly. Uh, They're like cancers. No.
2: Cancers, crybabies.
1: Scorpios. Jealous. Yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah. But I think like Geminis also Geminis,
2: kind of get a, a bad really rap. bad rap. 100%. Ge- yeah. I like Geminis. <laughs> <Okay. I'm laughs> we love all the signs. I'm standing up for the Geminis. I think I they're misunderstood. I get along
0: really, really well with Geminis. I think Geminis are perceived a lot of times as being, like, two-faced bitches. Yeah. <laughs> but really... I feel like Geminis are people who can just get along in a number of different situations. And I feel that about myself as an air sign. Like, I get along with all kinds of people, you can put me in any situation, and I'll figure out how to adapt to it, which is like the diplomacy of Libra, but I feel like Geminis have that same skill, but instead of it being viewed as diplomacy, it gets viewed as fake,
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: I think it's just like an ability to have facets to your personality,
2: yeah, yeah, and there's, there is, you know, Fun people and not fun people of yeah. all signs. I was going to say good and bad, true. but like just, you know, yeah. people who you'll get along with and people who you won't get along with Yeah, of all sorts of signs.
1: <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. How has learning about the stars been helpful for you?
2: I feel like it has given me more confidence in who I am mm. because... I can recognize now in a situation when I'm like oh I can I feel like my Leo is really thriving right now and I can lean into that a bit and sort of understand that it's a strength of mine and similarly like in certain situations I'm like oh my cancer is really starring right now and can sort of jump to the rescue or like help out in this situation whether it be like for my own sake or for someone else and yeah, just, also recognizing which things are not strengths for me. Like, I yes. don't have any of the sort of, like, driven, meticulous signs, detail-oriented, things like that. I don't have any earth, pretty much. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, those are areas that I can work on. <laughs> but, yeah, just, just sort of, yeah, having confidence in myself in situations. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I love that. 100% agree. I think it's, again, just a tool for self-inquiry and ultimately understanding your nature so you can work with it rather than fighting against it. Understanding this is the way that I communicate. This is the way that I process my emotions. These are the aspects of my life where I am really going to thrive and the aspects of my life where I can find a little bit more support. So I think just understanding your own personal chart is so important, and also understanding the transits that are currently happening so that you know how to prepare. It's like the weather report. Like, okay, I know that this is going to be a more challenging week or month or year, depending on the length of the transit, or like, okay, this is a good time for me to start something new and really lean into that. So... Overall, it's just, like, an understanding and a preparedness.
1: I like that. Just, like, being aware of what's going on and, like, being aware of your own characteristics and stuff and, like, using that as knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge is power. (laughs) Spoken like a true
2: Sagittarius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can astrology make you happier?
2: I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think that in addition to these like wonderful things that can happen from learning about astrology like understanding yourself and the world around you and others it's also just fun yeah it is it's fun. like a fun time and I just think that there's like such a fun satisfaction to like reading something or learning something that you resonate with it's just mm-hmm. such a cool like oh my god like yes that is me yeah and it's a way to look inside yourself in sort of just like a fun way I think that that brings happiness yeah <laughs> to me at least yeah
1: no i resonate with that too and even like learning about my friends and like the people that i care about mm-hmm. i yeah. feel like it also creates like a deeper connection too because i know more about them yes yeah it's
2: a fun like topic of conversation too and yes. like you meet someone out at you know a party or something and you get to chatting about astrology and you learn that they're also into it and then it's just like you can talk about signs and learn more about them in this very like quick condensed way yeah so yeah i think that it can be fun in a lot of different senses
0: yeah agree 100 percent. i feel like it is ultimately a tool for self-inquiry and also connection to those around you and the world around you and that's like why we're here Mm
1: -hmm. so so true -hmm. so true Love, okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we leave the listeners?
2: I feel like it is important with all of this stuff to have an open mind and heart. And like, there's a little bit of an element of taking things with a grain of salt, I think, because we don't want to get like too. Wrapped up in our own ideas and stuff, and like make everything too rigid because I think that there's a possibility of d- discrediting th- things that you don't think about, like people's personalities, or you know, potentially someone has a certain chart, but like maybe things that they've lived through in their life have caused them to be a certain mm-hmm. way. And so, yeah, I think that it's important to stay open with all of it and just go learn go try to learn about your chart that's a really great starting point point. and yeah just stay open
1: that's a really good point because sometimes it can get to a point where like you do end up putting people in boxes right, and yeah. stuff like that and like that's not the point mm-hmm. of what we're doing or learning about mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: stay curious rather than like making judgments yeah
1: yeah cool okay. ash is there anything you wanted to say you don't have to but I think we covered it. Love it. Okay. Well, if you have any questions, comments, all the things, DM us on Instagram or put it on Spotify wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll reach out to the girlies, the astrology queens, and we will answer your questions or reply your comments. Again, thanks for being here. Thank you to Taylor and Ashley for showing up and sharing the wisdom thanks for having us
2: this was a blast
1: yay so
2: fun love chatting about astrology
1: <laughs> you'll see them again i'm sure and yeah okay it's cool to
2: feel gotta that yeah. all, all right, right. bye
1: Thank you so much for listening to Feelings State of Mind any and all feedback is welcome. Feel free to email me at feelings.stateofmind@gmail.com at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at feelings.stateofmind. While you're at it, follow the pod on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode, share this episode on your socials or with someone who you think would benefit from listening to that episode. If you'd like to donate to support the pod, you can click on the link at the bottom of the show description. If you're loving feelings, state of mind podcast please rate review and click the follow button wherever you listen to podcasts thank you for all your support lovers and remember it's cool to feel